0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are watching a master at work.
1: This is NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wesley Johnson, Jason Boland. This is the... podcast arm of FranchiseTag.com. We talk about all the NFL Weeks apropos topics. This week we're going to get into the Colts situation. Oh, we always have quarterback stuff on the docket. Hall of Fame game, Hall of Fame inductees, you name it. Hopefully we shall cover it. Um, That is our agenda and we'll get into it shortly. But first we're going to talk about BetOnline.ag and one other sponsor that we also have. Uh, If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win a championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news information for all of your online sports betting needs. For example, the 2021 NFL MVP award uh, frontrunner is Patrick Mahomes, followed by Josh Allen, followed curiously by Matthew Stafford. So, If you want to bet on that race, you can head on over to BetOnline.ag. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to betonline.ag and start betting today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Then for Believe, uh, X-Balance 7. Uh, I don't know if you have heard, but apparently NBA player Lamar Odom has been returning to professional basketball, or is returning to professional basketball in Spain. Uh, There was a press conference and release recently about his usage of a pH-balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7. And that's what's helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He said, quote, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when uh, working out. I always need to energy level up, end quote. Uh, after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July on a celebrity boxing match, it's safe to say that something's working for him, and that's probably Balance 7. Uh, cool thing is, is that they've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, Balance7.com, and you use the code D-L-E-A-V, um, and use that at your checkout. You'll receive a free four ounce bottle of my smooth skin with any of your purchase of the balance seven products that product retails for 13 99. So it is worth it Uh, again, head to balance 7com and use the code believe BLEAV at checkout. uh, and Take advantage of that promotion. Uh, It worked for Lamar Odom and it can work for you as well. Oodles of topics to talk about tonight. The first came across the news desk, so to speak, which is Twitter. Uh, it was from the Dallas Cowboys, and it was too irresistible for us not to seize upon, maybe for some laughs, for some analysis, you name it. The Dallas Cowboys facing a potential setback, maybe, uh, where Dak Prescott recovering from injury might be dealing with something else. Anyhow, the Dallas Cowboys main Twitter account tweeted this two hours ago. It's not a setback, and it's no reason to worry. But quarterback Dak Prescott is planning to get another MRA. MRI and I retweeted and then told uh, my buddies that that's how I, I talk to my daughter. When, you know, I'm just like, don't freak out. This is what it is. And it was strange for a the NFL's richest and most lofty franchise ever uh, to tweet like that uh, because it sets themselves up for, if he is hurt, then they look like fools. Uh, but what's, what's the method to this madness West? Do you understand it? Or is it supposed to get some laughs or what's the deal?
2: Um. Obviously, going in for a second MRI is never a good thing. Um, so maybe they are trying to, uh, you know, kibosh any season ticket holders from running to the resellers <laughs> and just dumping, you know, season tickets. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually just watched Hard Knocks and... Uh, right, mm-hmm they were talking about the injury as well. And, you know, from what the team doctor said, it it sounded like uh, a muscle injury in the shoulder. Uh, They also saw um, somebody from the Yankees and I believe somebody from the Rangers um, just because, you know, baseball players use their shoulders a a ton as well.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And um, the initial prognosis was, you know, just, have them rest it, don't rush them back, uh, etc. But you know, maybe maybe there's fire to that smoke. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Ugh. I think it I think it's interesting that they went ahead and wanted to assure you that it wasn't a problem, <laughs> but then they followed that with a butt.
2: Yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's not a setback. You're you're a little bit more blunt than
1: me, Jason. I don't know if you talk to your kids like that. You might just give it to them straight. But
0: that's that's <laughs> in certain circumstances when things are really, really, really bad. Yeah, then I will. To your point, you want to be kind of the calming, yeah. you know, guy. I mean, I usually only flip out at small stuff, but uh, you know, it's like it, it, it's 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 you know, but inwardly knowing things aren't good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they and
1: they have to have him because they don't have Andy Dalton anymore who was a vehicle to get you six or seven wins. Now they'd be relying on Gilbert Grape or whatever his name is, the one who was in the <laughs> Hall of Fame game. Um, yeah. Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert or Gilbert Garrett, which one is it? <laughs> Either DeNucci one is
2: glorious. Is well.
1: <laughs> yeah, well anyhow, the NFL uh, Hall of, <clears throat> the Hall of Fame game took place and it was cool for one reason and you guys will attest to this. It's absolutely fabulous to turn on the television to see football happening. It gives you a uh, sensation in your stomach or in your heart or in your mind that you're like, oh, boy, it's back. And then, like always, I watch it and I'm like, they're not even really doing anything. Um, it was <laughs> it was cool to see Najee Harris get some carries just to see what his style will be like. Uh, the rest of the offense was... Putrid, um but it, it was fun to see it unfold see the live operations of the nfl back uh is there any takeaways west that I, I blatantly missed
2: no i mean it you know what it's what to expect from the very first game of the season a lot of sloppiness um low scoring game you know mainly a defensive game at that um <clears throat> Uh, Obviously, starters didn't play. Um, I think the second unit only played uh, a little bit. Uh, Both Dallas and Pittsburgh will be playing four preseason games where every other team will be playing three. Uh, So obviously, they're they're not going to really throw too much out there. Um, In a way, it's a glorified
0: practice. Yeah, it was awesome to see. To see, you know, fans cheering up, yeah. cheering for, you know, that was a, that was a good sign. I, I mean, I, I too didn't really watch the game. I mean, it was on in my house, you know, as I was kind of doing other things, but yeah, to your point, Dustin, it was absolutely incredible. It does give you that feeling. <laughs>
1: yeah, And I, uh, not all, all the writing I do. I, I try to put that one into words and it's not nostalgia. It's just a, a vibe or an aura or like a, like a flipping of the calendar, that says, "Oh, we're back." And it is, and
0: and another thing too, it's like, and, and it gives you that feeling like, I got something good going on every week <laughs> yeah. for the next six months. Yep,
1: right, right. Until you, know. you
0: until you flip out and say you're done watching the Broncos because uh, right, <laughs> well, you know, I'm never going to be done watching it, but this is the only part of the season that I can you know have hope, <laughs> you know. So, uh, on the Hall of Fame
1: festivities, so we had the game which was cool to have it on TV, lackluster in terms of takeaways. Um, there was a slew of dudes that got the induction uh, of Peyton Manning, Steve Hutchinson, uh, Torrey, or was it Tory Holder, Isaac Bruce? Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce, uh, and Charles Woodson. And we thought it would be neat to talk about the mo- most deserving. Uh, and I don't think any of us can say Peyton Manning because that's such a no-brainer. Uh to, to this day, he's the best regular season quarterback that I've ever seen, uh, always piloting the Colts and the Broncos to 12-4 and four or better. Uh, so uh, that one, when I saw this on the docket, West, I was like, I'm not going to say that because that's just too cliche. <laughs> uh, and truth be told, we should all say that because of you know how, how good of a leader he was. Um, sure. So I, I swerved, and I'm going with the unglamorous part with Alan Fanica. Uh, I, I just think that – well, it was eight all – Eight, all-pro teams, nine Pro Bowls, and just the fact that offensive linemen um, often are overlooked. Uh, he, to me, uh, it was culminating that a guard uh, got in, and not that he's a better football player than Peyton Manning or anything. And he got the Super Bowl ring too. Um, what season was that? Two thousand. I don't remember which season it was now, but he did. He That was the one where they brought first ring. So yeah, Fannica was probably the one I was happiest to see. I've always sidewise, sideways appreciated the Steelers because Mike Tomlin's there and he came from the Minnesota Vikings, which is my team. So Fannica is mine. Wes, who's yours? Uh, mine is
2: Charles Woodson.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: a Packer? A Packer and a Raider. <laughs> he's the only primary defensive player to ever win the Heisman. Uh, defensive rookie of the year in 1998, um, played with the Raiders until 2005, the Packers from 06 to 2012, and then um, returned for three more seasons with the Raiders for a swan, swan song. Um, he gains the notoriety for his play in Green Bay, uh, 2009 defensive player of the year and uh, 2010 Super Bowl champ. Um He is tied for second uh, all-time with 11 pick sixes. Uh, He's the only player in NFL history with at least uh, 50 INTs and 20 sacks.
0: That's incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, even the stat man that I am, I didn't know all that stuff. So that, that is deliciousness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's see on some of the other activities this week uh there were deals uh the one yeah
0: hey sorry i I wanted to back up on those uh, those inductees though um the the all those inductees that were from 2020 right because there was quite a few of those uh, did they all did they all get introduced at the same time it was pretty big deal pretty big day in broncos country for atwater lynch and manning mainly atwater you know but uh I just wanted to throw out Calvin Johnson. In, oh yeah, in that. didn't say anything uh, about him. Uh, I think he, yeah. I, can't, I mean, I, you can't. There's no way. I don't think anybody can dispute his his worth, his deservingness. I mean, what did, what did he play nine, ten years?
2: Something like that, yeah.
0: And not you, pretty decent career, I guess for a for a wide receiver. But he could have gone another. You know, I would have said two or three, maybe. At least, uh, yeah. Single handedly, I think. Catapulted Matt Stafford into that 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 um what what's the word that I'm even looking for that category that we all kind of fit him in right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, to have such a receiver that's such a force that you know, man. I I mean, I think you know, it's a lot of people say that it's quarterback, like in Manning's case, that makes the receivers. <laughs> well, in this case, it was certainly the receiver. I think that really propelled the quarterback. Um, And I guess we'll see this year, but I mean, Calvin Johnson, what a stud. Yeah. He played nine seasons
1: and retired at age 30. And based on the bully ball that he played, I think that he could have played, you know, to Fitzgerald's age, if, if he wanted to Um, maybe not quite rice, because you ever get bored on a regular afternoon, go look at Jerry Rice's stats absolutely incredible <laughs> to see what he did at age 39 40 and 41 yeah but like that's like i i get ripped somewhat frequently when i when i say that jerry rice is probably the, the best football player but definitely the best wide receiver ever because my camp of friends says no 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 it's moss and i'm like i know you know to the eye test moss can jump out uh out of the stadium but rice my goodness it just it mm-hmm. went for a decade longer than moss i mean if, yeah. the, if, the, if the, at a high level with the raiders and Even stopped by the Broncos at the end. Yeah, he did. He did. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, he did. That was interesting though. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. But no, I mean, and
1: yeah. Megatron was on a run of six straight Pro Bowls when he walked away. So good. So So good. And
0: and it's interesting with the with the Lions because you had they're the one franchise that's constantly just never never good enough to do anything. I mean, what if they made the playoffs like twice in the last two decades um, and it's it, they since 1990, they have probably had arguably the best running back <laughs> and the best receiver in history, both of which cut their careers short to just walk away <laughs> from that team. Yeah, right. That's for perspective, that's incredible. Barry Sanders, he could have played another five at least. I mean, yep. you know, back in those days when, you know, um running backs, you could get 12 to well, Emmett played what, 18 years? Mm-hmm. The thing
1: that's the thing that's strange about Lions fans, and I don't have very many. Beast with them, just because they're never really a threat to the Vikings, as right. as they, they tout the supremacy of all these dudes separately, kind of like like you mentioned, Jason, the fact that oh yeah, Barry Sanders is better than Adrian Peterson, you're like okay, whatever, Calvin Johnson is better than Randy Moss, and then Stafford's better than Cousins. I was like, well, then why don't they ever come together and do anything? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they they spend time telling me how much better these individual players are, but then they blame other portions of the team for not being available. But then you're touting the compilation of all these players and i'm like well then they should probably start winning shouldn't they
0: yeah just think about that though with count with him though uh he would just command sometimes triple coverage or wouldn't matter mm-hmm. i mean they would still be able to go to him if need be and with all that coverage going toward this guy i mean it's god he he undoubtedly made matt stafford i think and think about yeah. uh Think about when he
1: retired, we were on the cusp of this passing era. Yeah. It was Adrian Peterson's MVP season when running the ball, especially for the Vikings, was still paramount. And then it was almost like the Manning seasons that you, you loved, Jason, where the league kind of said, we're we're done running the ball 55 60% of the time. Now we're going to throw it 55 60, 60% of the time. So imagine Megatron. In this era, where where it's expected that you throw, and if you run
0: the ball, you're archaic, right? Yeah that that'd be a, that'd be a sight to behold. And it, but technically, the Lions, uh, were that throughout yeah. that whole time. I mean, they at <laughs> least attempted to. Oh yeah, they threw the ball a,
1: ton. a lot. Of it was because they were trailing, but uh, they they threw the right. ball a, a ton.
0: And actually, I think they- their best running back during those days was uh, when they had that kid out in Nebraska. Um but yeah, they didn't have a, a, a hun- they didn't have a hundred yard rusher oh, yeah. in a game for like seven years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember
1: that that stat and uh you you hear about it ad nauseum for Lions fans, and I I always like it's not my problem. Go figure it out. Don't, don't tell me about this, I don't care. Uh but yeah, so so subsequently uh Stafford threw a lot and has somewhat ju- juicy numbers that we'll finally get to see if they, they translate to playoff pushes with the Rams because there's no excuses anymore. You got everything you, that you need. Do you from,
0: think he can? Does yes,
1: yes, I do. I, I don't think he, I don't think he'll ever be <clears throat> in that category <laughs> with Mahomes and Wilson where I've said it hundred times on the show where I know they're going to win the football game when they get the ball back. Absolutely bar none, they're gonna win. Stafford have never felt that way. And it's not just because he's on the Lions. It's I'm like, bring him
0: on. Let's see what and he's he's, he's actually had quite a few comebacks on. In oh, his, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. And I just, you guys have both watched him play at least twice a year. Um, I I've never really sat down and watched a full game of Stafford and saw what he's capable of. I mean, you know, highlight reels and that's about it. So I don't know what kind of a quarterback he really is. I mean, I see the big stats. Yeah. Um, so
1: no, he's definitely capable of winning a Super Bowl. It's just that, uh, you know, the proverbial Mahomes, put them on the back, and then no matter how bad the defense is, you have a puncher's chance. I've never seen that for him, and it hasn't happened because look at their win-loss record with the Lions. Um, yeah. but I, I do think it will fit uh, because all of the nonsense about what's a quarterback's record, <clears throat> I've never subscribed to that. And that's why I don't think Stafford is bad because if I believe in quarterback r- record, he would suck.
0: Well, same with Cousins, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even too, I mean, going back to, like, Washington, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been a Kirk Cousins fan ever since Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted him in Denver. But, you know.
1: Wes, you want to run down the um, <clears throat> signings? I know Xavier Howard was the big one because he reneged yeah. and said uh, previously said he want to be traded, but now they reworked the deal. And what are some of the other biggies?
2: Uh, Darius Leonard got an extension with the Colts. Um, so they lock up arguably uh, the best middle linebacker in the game. Uh, TJ Watt with Pittsburgh, he is in search of a new deal. Um, I believe he's reluctant to play until said deal gets done. Um, Jamal Adams also has an offer on the table from Seattle. Uh, I know that they had kind of tabled the talks Um earlier in the off season, but uh, it sounds like they, um, went back in with an offer now and we'll see if something happens there. Uh, conversely, the, there's a tackle on Seattle who also wants to get paid. And here comes, uh, Russell Wilson beating the drum again, saying, pay this man. So we'll see, uh, if, uh, he gets ignored or, you know, if they finally, you know, take care of his request.
1: And this is just that, so before like, you hear all those deals, you're like, my goodness, um, all these players. Want, I mean, this is just the time of year for it. Um, right. So I, I wouldn't read into you know any type of greed or anything. It's just that every deal outshines the last one from the week before, uh, with, uh, especially with Darius Leonard, who's phenomenal. Uh, it just raises the stake that if you're a even a, just a <clears throat> non-edge linebacker, you're going to, if you're the best of the best, you're going to get 20 plus million. And that's just crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: You got to start looking for wh- which player is going to start. Which position is going to start habitually getting quarterback money from what we knew the last few years. It's, it's, it's going to increase, especially with the TV deal and all that. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. And do they, are these players, those guys that you just mentioned, like Watt, and are they, are they in, entering their last year of their current contract or I'm, I'm, um, I'm curious as to, to, cause that's part of the game. I guess I've never really fully understood. People are trying to get locked in before they go in to that final year so they can get some se- security. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. They, they usually start asking. So they never like to wait. If, if the guy is a all-star. Right, like Mm -hmm. Watt, for instance, or any
0: of the guys you mentioned.
1: But you never want to wait till the final year because it's like uh, taboo business. Uh, You want to lock them up before that, like even with the fifth year option and whatnot.
0: So, if they do that, does that final year then does that do they still play that that year on that previous Mm -hmm. deal and then it kicks in?
1: Yeah, it's like uh, Dalvin Cook. Like he was extended last year for five years, sixty-four million, I think it was. And that didn't that annual average salary didn't hit the books last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, they it's basically a guarantee. like that's why you always hear like what's the guaranteed money because truth be told that that's all that matters for NFL contract. Right. NBA is fine; they get the whole damn thing. Football there's that guaranteed like quotient, and that's all that's all that really matters. So before they embark on their second to last or final year, they want to have securities like Prescott um, in case your knee snaps that you're taking care of. And right. we don't, we don't general managers usually do extend that, uh, respect that we'll get the deal done before, you know, the clock hits zero. And,
0: and then does, obviously I understand the incentive for the player wanting to, to get that, to get that long-term security. And and that makes perfect sense. Is there motivational factors for the, the organization as to, and hopefully this doesn't sound like too stupid of a question, but like. You know, like I'll use a couple of Denver's players, for instance, right now. We got Sutton, we got Chubb mm-hmm. coming up on their, you know, their end of their rookie deal. I don't think any conversations have been had with either one of those guys. But as an organization, what motivates them to get those guys locked down? Keep them happy. To keep them happy. Yep. But if they're not raising a stink, though. And well, sometimes
2: they, you're getting a better deal, too. If, <laughs> if you lock them in early, like, look at the yeah. Neil Hunter deal.
0: Right. And kind of like that, like Elway did with Chris Harris Jr. Mm-hmm. before he turned into what he did, right? You know, be- when he was good, of course. But yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> most of these
1: normal quarterback deals, whether it's <laughs> winces with the Eagles or, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the famous cousins one, they all get eclipsed within like three years. So, Prescott's this year in f- four years will be like, God, that deal is puny. Yeah it's yeah. just well, it's it's strange that, no Josh Allen's this week was humongous and his his will be <clears throat> supreme for a while or quasi supreme with Mahomes taking the cake uh but yeah that's a very very valid point that if they get it done sooner than later then the market doesn't reset itself
0: yes yeah right.
1: and then and then ultimately it's a matter of respect if you tell Chubb like you're our guy let's get this done he's still going to play out his rookie contract and you still have that sweet spot to build around him with roster pieces. And then when the, that eclipses, then boom, he's getting 15, 20 million per year. And
0: yep. And then in both sub and, or Chubb and Sutton's cases, it's so interesting because both of those guys have had injury history mm-hmm. yeah. in their rookie year. So, I mean, you know, does Denver make them a, what otherwise would be an insulting offer, but say, Hey, look, I mean, you, you guys have both sat out a year. I mean, we haven't been able to count on you, but we want to, you know, we want to get, we want to lock you in, but I mean, they don't really have a whole lot of leverage in their case, even though that when they've been on the field, they've been.
1: At quarterback, they usually will um, discount that conversation because it's such a leadership role that they just show the utmost respect with Prescott. But the other spots They can get a like Dalvin Cook's deal, five years, 64 million. Sounds like a lot for a running back, and it is. But the guaranteed, I recall, Wes, what was it, like 20 something or 30 something?
2: Uh, I don't remember the specifics of that. Yeah,
1: it it gives a lot of respect in uh, name value for how much the deal is going to be worth for average annual salary. Um, but that's why you always go look at, you could just take the whole contract, throw it out the window, look at the guaranteed money. Cause that's what your team is on the hook for. And that's what the guy will get paid. If he, you know, his arm falls off the following day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, it's tough to understand because they, they love media loves flashing the, the huge, the huge headlines. And you know, I fall course. for it, fall for it too. But, uh, when the rubber hits the road, the only thing that matters is guaranteed money. And any agent will also tell you that.
2: Yeah. yeah. It looks like uh, TJ Watt is in the last year, the fifth year of his uh, rookie deal. Uh, scheduled to make ten million this year. <laughs> um, they're predicting that Watt's um, next contract he should make in the neighborhood of Joey Bosa's um, twenty-seven million annually. So, yep.
1: and that'll get done, I bet, before week one. It just has to, because if if they're if you draw. This conversation um, into the regular season, it shows that you're not sure. And we had to do it with Teddy Bridgewater at the Vikings because we weren't sure coming back from the knee injury. And ultimately, we declined, I think, the fifth year option. Maybe we exercised it and waited to see what we had. But the only reason that you should let a player go on the fifth year of their first round rookie quarterback uh, rookie player deal is if you aren't sure if they're any good. They did it with Trubisky, didn't they? But they declined that yes.
2: one. Uh, I think they declined his fifth okay. year. Yeah. Um,
1: and what is it? even more telling? What does that say? Yeah,
0: I was going to say, what does that say?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that means you're you didn't
0: work out. You're a mini bust. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fifth year options are only available for the first rounders, right? Yep. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So
1: the Vikings also did it with Trey Waynes. They just exercised the fifth round, uh, fifth year option, and then let him walk.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. certainly glad Denver did that with Bowles and gave him that uh, that oh, additional, yeah. you know, that paid off. I mean, it took a little while longer than I would have liked, but, you yeah. know, he turned into something pretty good. And sometimes that just happens. It, yeah, it does. It's bizarre, but
1: it just does. Mm-hmm. Um, but then right. there's
0: certain cases, though, where, like, some players get extended, like, can they get extended, like, two and a half or three years into their rookie deal? Or is there any time limit there where you can extend somebody? Because didn't it didn't Zeke? Wasn't he extended? Like they're starting to, in my opinion, they're starting to ask
1: sooner. And yeah. I believe Zeke still had two and a half years <laughs> left. Yeah, I, I think that when I heard <laughs> when I heard Zeke, I thought about Saquon, and now that's cooled off because he's been hurt back to back. But right. yeah, it kind of it's it's kind of level sets in that regard too. That uh, if you have a running back who's a top three do, which Zeke was at that moment, and he's probably top six now or whatever. Uh, yeah. Then you have the clout to say, "Pay me," and uh, it seems like they're getting sooner and sooner in terms of the uh, when they ask on the deal. But there, no, there's no. They're not going to waltz in there and say, "I want it done after week one of their their first year." Uh, but yeah, no. It, it seems like it gets moved up sooner and sooner. And then even in in basketball, it seems like they take care of dudes right away. Like Luca, it, he just got his supermax, oh, yeah. yeah, and what like his deal. Isn't that that's not done for what? How many years does he have left on that one?
2: Let's see what he's
1: Trey Young got his too.
2: Trey Young got his. Um, I think it was probably coming due.
1: Was it really? Maybe they're just shorter ones, or am I just
2: yeah, letting I the think NBA the, pass me by? I think the rookie ones are four-year deals, if okay. I'm not mistaken.
1: I see. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's talk about the Colts quarterback stuff because optimism says that. Wentz and Quentin Nelson will be back week one. Uh, I think that's they had surgery and they went great, so they're naturally going to be back week one. We, we shall see. Uh, but if they're not, that Ellinger dude has emerged over Eason season. Um, yeah. So if we indeed see him, it sounds like he has more of a uh, grasp of the leadership part of the, the gig. Is that accurate, Wes?
2: Yeah, the, that's what I'm hearing as well. Um, I also heard... You know, you mentioned the surgery went well for Wentz and uh, Nelson. Um, does look to be trending that they should be available week one. Uh, so that's great news for the Colts who, um, you know, get a little luck out of that horseshoe, horseshoe of theirs. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, that's incredible news. I guess. Wow. They were yeah. thinking, what, eight to 12 weeks? Yeah, it was five to yeah. twelve. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, five to twelve. And so right now, like you know, a week after the initial timeline, it's shrunk to five only, and just both of them, both of them are going to be ready. Five. No, weeks.
0: that's that's incredible. That's great. Yeah.
1: And there, I, I kid you not, there's always something with a with a Colts quarterback in the off season like this. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird. It's always like a, an injury or retirement which I will maintain till the day I die is one of the most shocking sports moment of my life. When it came to my phone, my wife's phone, she came to her Twitter that Andrew Luck retired on that like Saturday night
0: or whatever it was. couldn't believe
1: (laughs) it. And then he got booed
0: (laughs) by his own fans. Oh Oh, man. Well, yeah, I agree with you, man. That's going to go down as one of the most baffling Mm -hmm. things, you know, but geez,
1: yeah, it was one of the ones where immediately with uh, my wife's phone, I was like, all right, is it fake Adam Schefter? What are we doing here? <laughs> yep. Because, you know, yeah. it's tempting to get got on some of those stupid ones. There was even oh, one. Yeah. Did you, did it, did it, I know you follow the same people that I do, Wes, when one of those dummy accounts tweeted that Rodgers was going to retire. And yeah. it, it came to my like <coughs> organic alerts that went to my phone. And I, I know a couple other Vikings fans fell for it. But. Yeah. If only that was true. (laughs) All right. uh, Injuries. Give us the infirmary report, Wes.
2: Uh, Yeah. So, so far in camp, uh, Hunter Henry's gone down. Uh, Will Lutz, he's out with a core muscle injury. So uh, he'll probably miss a good portion of the year. Uh, DJ Chark is injured. Justin Jefferson injured uh, his shoulder. Um, Tackle Andre Dillard. Got injured, and Rayquan McMillan with uh, New England—he, I uh, believe, blew out his um, Achilles, so uh, he's out for the year.
1: It is the oh. season, yep. Yeah, man. Yeah, when you read, and and those usually as nasty as it sounds, those usually do happen. Like, and yeah. it's it's you just hope for their sake that uh, they'll be back for the following season and everything. But yeah, this is unfortunately the prime time of year where. There, there is going to be this stuff, and it's inevitable. And I always uh, remember the du- I always remember the dudes that I think my team was going to draft. I don't know if that happens to you. So when I heard Dillard, uh, I believe he was in the class with Garrett Bradbury. Is that right? Yeah, and I remember I so. Yeah. We knew they were going to pick an offensive lineman, and it was down to Bradbury, Dillard, and uh, maybe it was the Patriots. Patriots one that they drafted, but it was like four offensive linemen. Which ones are the Vikings going to pick? And I remember thinking. Uh, well, it could be that <laughs> Diller dude. And when that's the only reason why I know who he is <laughs> It's because <Yeah. laughs> he was in that draft class. So that's that's a weird way that my my mind works.
0: Oh, um, how serious is Jefferson's?
1: Not. He should <clears throat> be back.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Earth the
1: Earth stood still uh, for forty five minutes because yes. if it would have been a broken collarbone, then that changes the Vikings' offense drastically. Yeah, uh, because Thielen is 30, going to be 31 or going to be 32. And conceivably, he could tail off at any moment, just how history goes, or he could be great for the next five years. And then after that, the Vikings notoriously don't have a WR3. They, <laughs> they have a dude that catches passes here and there, but they don't have Tim Patrick who can just ascend to WR2. And that's the spooky part about the Vikings losing a pass catcher is that we run the ball a lot. Well, then we're going to run it even more now, baby. And a lot of people don't care for that
0: style. Yeah. Well, and then you'd like to be alluded to a few weeks ago, too. Thielen, without that number one, mm-hmm. uh, his whether or not he was in his prime or it was four years ago or not, it wouldn't have really mattered because he he can't, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different guy when he's not playing alongside Diggs or, you know, having that – uh, partner in crime.
1: Yeah, well, he get he he automatically gets everybody's best cornerback. Yep, and yeah. the way that the Vikings have done it for yeah, arguably five seasons now, it'll be six, is they got to pick who they think is more deadly and guard them. And because Diggs was a little bit, arguably a little bit faster, more of a deep threat, he would usually get the Jair Alexander. Um, they'd swap every now and then. Uh, but Thielen, Thielen never got table scraps for coverage. Um, he's incredible, a uh, route runner and catcher of the football. But, yes, he's never, for an extended period of time, had to be him alone. And, <laughs> uh, and it's just spooky that after WR2 for the Vikings, it's always been somebody that you, Jason, will have never heard of. Uh, yeah. so we know who they are. The only thing that would save the Vikings, if indeed Jefferson's thing, would have been several weeks of regular season time <clears throat> is that they would have to give Herb Smith jr. Travis Kelsey like targets. Like we're talking 130, 140 per season to offset that, which he could probably handle. But, um, the Vikings usually split tight end targets between two dudes.
0: Yeah. How, how, uh, are you, we should talk a little bit about that joint practice they thing. I've oh going yeah. On up there. <laughs> yeah. The, so,
1: uh, your team and Weston team are linked at the hip for about, five days, eh, four days, uh, they, they scrimmage today, they scrimmage tomorrow and they play regular or preseason football against each other Saturday afternoon. And I will be there for that. And I don't know if this is a George Payton, Rick Spielman thing, or if this is just the way the NFL set it up, but yeah, we're, we're, we're camp buddies.
0: Yeah. That's we, awesome, we man. Even,
1: even doing each other's celebrations.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> that Yeah. That was awesome.
1: Von Miller does a uh, chant or excuse me, a arm formation at Broncos practices. That is the exact same thing as the skull chant. And he did that in Minnesota today, which led people to believe that, hell, this guy's doing the skull chant.
0: And and all the fans followed along with him. I thought I thought I was watching a clip from Broncos camp. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was awesome though, but yeah, was, I saw some good footage there. I, from what I heard, uh Teddy won the day. See, this mm. is
1: strange because we heard the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we've got Ted heads among us in the Vikings orbit, and we heard that Locke was the best quarterback out of anybody today right. on the field.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I I just caught one tweet. Actually, I didn't really watch a whole heck of a lot of of it i intend to do that later but uh just so i think albright tweeted something and he said something along the lines of for anybody interested in quarterbacks it was something about teddy's day or what i don't i don't know um but yeah i saw some clips of uh it was nice to see i will be recording that game on sunday or saturday so hopefully uh are you out of town or something no nah, well at marquette we're gonna do a birthday party that day. Ooh. Okay. So I'll have them out at thunder road and I'll probably watch it later that night and see how, how they look. And yeah, I don't know what are, is your guys is like, you're going to roll out starters.
1: Ah uh, well, this probably will, not. No, this will be no, no surprise. <coughs> to any uh, Vikings fan is our coach says he knows what he's going to do, but he's not telling us. <laughs> no. it, yep. <clears throat> he even said today that he and Fangio are old and boring, and so they don't really disclose <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> he basically said they're two peas in a pod, which is what we've been saying for what three years. Yeah, they're, yes. they're the old football coach that doesn't really care care anything about offense. Just do the defense, please, <laughs> and then the other guys can figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they're down to three preseason games. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. when, I suppose if they're going to treat it like years past, I mean, they'll probably roll with the starters and what would it be then game two, at least for a half? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would expect to see the, from the Vikings, anyway, the first team offense for one drive. And then uh, we'll let the bubble guys, prove their worth in quarters two through four. And then in game two, which is for the Vikings against the Colts, uh, I'd expect to see a quarter and a half, two quarters of the starters. And then the third game, you're just going to see the poops. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Either way, it's right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're going
1: to spin the wheel. We'll (laughs) do it a couple times. And whatever team this lands on, uh, we'll start with us. You're going to give me your win-loss prediction, and why. Are you prepared for that? Yep. All right, let's see here. I, it disappoints me that you guys can't hear the spin on the radio because <laughs> it really sounds professional. All right, here we go. It is spinning. It is close to the Colts, and the it's it stuck on the Colts. So, Wes, you're up with the Colts. What a humdinger.
2: Hmm. Colts, I uh, Think will finish second in their division, uh, make the playoffs with a, we'll say, twelve and five record.
1: Holy crap! That's a good record for them. Yeah. Well, that means that Wentz has bounced back marvelously and is earning his large Philadelphia-sponsored contract. All right, Jason, let's assume that Wentz is back. Nobody's lying about him or Nelson. Uh, what is the Colts record and why?
0: Yeah, wow, this this is probably one of the toughest ones for me to to wrap my head around just because they did they they I mean they were a very competent team last year with uh you know with Rivers at the helm and if it's it's really so uncertain on what Wentz is gonna he's going to look like I mean I'd go 11 and 6 I think uh you know and I hate Wentz I I hope he fails (laughs) but um you know I just there's something about him that I really can't it's kind of like with you and Darnold yeah Sam (laughs) Darnold I I just don't like Wentz and I don't know why that is um but you know assuming he can come back and Look how he did when he got the Eagles off to that 13 and or what he 12 wins in a row that one season, or mm-hmm. however many it was. I mean, he looks really, really, really special, but it's probably
1: because he's heavily they, advertised by Sanford in these parts, that he gets on your nerves.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he's got and, and he's got he doesn't have to be what he was in, in Philly either, really, right? I mean, he's he, that team is is good
1: mm-hmm. yeah. if it's structurally sound. Um, yeah. Wes, let me, let me know if you agree with me Here, there was times in 2017 mainly, and then probably a little bit of 2018 where I'd watch Eagles games on Sunday football, or whatever. And I'd be like, my God, this guy is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, some of the stuff he would wiggle out of and, you know, throw bombs and I I was convinced that he's going to be a top 12 dude for 10 years. And it's so strange to me that he's not because you usually don't see fall from graces that young from franchise quarterbacks. It's hard to right. find those where they're so good. And then they're just so trash. It didn't, right. it didn't feel yeah. like an outlier.
2: No. And I, I mean, a good portion of it sounds like could have been the, the coaching, you know, Doug Peterson, rode the magic carpet ride to, um, the title. And then, you know, didn't really do too much after that. So, um, that also that offensive line was always an issue.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, be it injury or just lack of talent. It, it was always an issue. So.
1: That's affected Miles Sanders too, because that's another dude that I yeah. thought would just be a fantasy King.
0: You know, yeah, last year. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. You, you were, like you were talking about that 2017 season. Yeah, he put up a fifty burger against Denver. (laughs) I mean, and it was he just looked incredible that year. But then like a year and a half later, you're watching him and it just it looks awful. Just Mm -hmm. absolutely you're not even worried about him being the quarterback. See, as a matter of fact, you kind of prefer it if you're (laughs) if you're playing him. Yeah. Coaching had to have been.
1: Oh, let's see. So I do believe that Wentz will return to respectability, I'll say, somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which which gets the monkey off of his back. And I'll put them at 10 and 7 um, because I believe in their defense and the, the healthy version of their offensive line. And that should be good enough to get into that six or seven spot. Um, so I do think it will work with Wentz. I don't think it will be an MVP candidate. I think be better than rivers and, you know, not quite as old. I think that was what the downfall of the, the Colts was last year because they out-schemed the bills. Don't ever forget it. I watched that <laughs> playoff game from cover to cover and the way that they played football, it seemed like they had the blueprint to beat the bills.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what, so what do you guys think that, uh, like, because I, every sports broadcaster, that, that I ever watched, especially like on first take, they raved about Wentz Mm -hmm. for that entire year and a year, like a year and a half later, they're doing the opposite. Uh, (laughs) But what, what do you think the rest of the league thinks about him? What do you, I mean, do you, do you feel that they perceive him as Oh gosh, you know now the Colts are are back and now they got the quarterback and or do you think that they're just uh, it, that's interesting. I'd like to know that.
1: Hmm. Well, the NFL when they do the top 100 <clears throat> or the players vote, it always surprises me that uh with all the venom there is on Cousins from Vikings fans and then uh, the people that pivot to the 51-51 two quarterback record that Cousins always makes that top 100. <clears throat> so if they can like Cousins, they can like Wentz. Uh so I believe that I don't think they are scared of him like they would uh, a top three dude. But I think that since they've seen it and something was probably amiss with the Eagles, like Wes spoke of with the offensive line and the quarterback or the coach selling his soul to the devil for that Super Bowl, kind of like Elway did that year. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, I, I think that, I think they respect it. But this is the make or break here. This is the tell-all. If he comes out as yeah. garbage again, then they got a colossal sack of money
0: that they have to figure out. Especially since he's back with, with Reich. I mean, that's, that's such a a position for him to succeed too. So, you know, I've always been, I've always thought that he um, for him, it might be more mental too, but it was really hard to tell when he was with the Eagles because the coaching Mm -hmm. was so putrid, Um, you know, but it's like he's caught up in his head and he puts too much pressure on himself. And if that is in fact the case, Hopefully, he's not doing that this year and he's embracing it. He's just rolling with it, um, as opposed to saying, Oh man, now I need to, you
1: know, yeah, that'll be telling. All right, though, I spin the wheel, I spun the wheel, uh, in the midst of that one, and we'll go to, I think, your second least favorite team, Jason, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders.
0: (sighs) (sighs) Need a minute. i mean you know they're like the nothing they're kind of like the Falcons with mm-hmm. me i mean it's not it wouldn't surprise me if they came out and went 11 and 11 and six um you know but it wouldn't also surprise me if they came out and only won four yeah uh it's really hard hard for me to predict that but so i'll just i'll just play it i'll go nine and eight
1: okay that's diplomatic uh,
0: i well, mean I, I got that chiefs game from last year that, that, that I, I actually watched and they played them guys so tough and it, it it's in there somewhere, but yeah,
1: that is, I remember I, for some, maybe that game was on here on CBS or something in the Midwest. Cause I saw that too. And it was like, woof! they got it <laughs> in them. You know? So, all right, Wes, what do you got for Las Vegas Raiders?
2: I will go seven and 10.
1: And does that signal the end of the Gruden era? <laughs> or no,
2: probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it should, but probably not. What about car? <laughs> uh, I think car sticks around.
1: Even despite uh, seven and 10 would just be, I don't know if they can sell ownership and fan base on another. That would be, yeah. that, that's all they ever do. Seven and right. nine.
0: Right. Yeah. And they they, okay I, don't, with that? I don't think they can <laughs> sell the, sell the owners. I, I don't think they could do another year with car either, but, in, in terms of Gruden, what happens there then if they can him? I mean, because he's got a 10-year deal, right? Yeah, maybe does he, does he still get the money, or how does that work with, with that, in that case? Coach's yeah, coach, so contracts
1: are so mysterious. Um, a, for how much they're worth, and then B, uh, I've never understood if they get the full sum. I'm guessing they do, but it's usually <laughs> wor- <laughs> worth it <laughs> to... <laughs> Usually worth it to move on. Wasn't Gruden part of a coach trade yeah. in the early 2000s? Yeah, one of the most famous <laughs> trades ever. It, I know that, that they that's traded never... him to the Bucks, and then they played each that's other in the Super Bowl. I've <laughs> never World heard Bowl. of that other than that instance. <laughs> no, none of us. I mean, I what. You guys are a little bit older than me, but I was a senior in high school. and I was like, you can do that. You can, this trade great. Coach. can you do that in Madden now too? I remember checking the game, thinking I'm trying to, <laughs> uh, you know, trade Mike Tice here. And, <laughs> and it didn't work because nobody's ever done it since. I don't think. What did, right. they, what did they give up for him? When oh. trade? <laughs> Was it was it players or other coaches? Oh, I can. I'll try to look it up here. I think it was picks too. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was picks. Let's see, John Gruden trade. Um, How do you even go presenting that to somebody? I want to. I want to trade for your coach, dude. Yeah, like I, I kid you not, that it didn't seem like it was um, above the. Of the fray. All right, here we go. <laughs> Buccaneers trade head coach John Gruden for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and eight million bucks. Mm. think about that. Like it didn't it didn't matter back then because who cares? We were uh, you know <laughs> drunk ass men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now, like what? Like, imagine this. Uh, it comes across your phone, Jason. Vic Fangio has been traded for two firsts and two seconds, and eight million. <laughs>
0: He <laughs> would be like, hell yes! Oh my gosh! I don't even know how you, how that went. Oh man, <laughs>
1: Jesus! But then, well, I got maybe, maybe, maybe this. I'm looking at this the wrong way. So Gruden at the time was young and chucky. So this would yeah. be like McVay. This would be like Broncos trade two firsts and two seconds for Sean McVay. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so. I, it's so unheard of. I don't ever remember it happening before then or since then. But do you think that that actually goes on behind the scenes with organizations reaching out to? I mean, do you think the Rams, for instance, since you just brought up McVeigh, have had anybody reach out <coughs> to them and ask, "Hey, what would it take to get McVeigh from you?" Uh,
1: may I no. And I'll tell you why that I think it was a outlier is because it was the Raiders. I yeah. think it was a Raiders move and we know damn well, the draft picks they got back. They didn't do anything with them.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And so it was like a throwaway. And I think the whole reason that
0: happened is because Al Davis was right in the middle of it. Yeah, no, that's, but it's, it's badass that it did happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like I, I, if I was, you know, Broncos ownership right now is in disarray, but, God, if I was the owner of that team or George Payton, I'd reach out to the Rams about <laughs> McVay.
1: Roll the dice. <laughs> you All right, wanna, so you I take have...
0: to get, the, get your coach off your hands from you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> can we, can we get that GM too? <laughs> yeah, trade yourself. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we want the Colts. We want Ballard. You know, have an executor do the deal, but we want Ballard from the Colts. <laughs> Uh what I have is exact same thing, West seven and ten for the Raiders. And I think that would send Carr oh boy to Washington or Pittsburgh or somewhere that's gonna need a quarterback and because he's good enough to start. Um I just I can't get over their commitment to mediocrity when they're supposed to be commitment to excellence. Um, but yeah, but but you nailed it too, Jason. They could spring up and go eleven and six, and we're like, nobody saw this coming. And you can step <laughs> back and be like, I said they're like the Falcons, where who knows what they're capable of.
0: Yeah, well, and then we also right. have to remember, too, that once the season starts, we're going to hear reports about how much John Gruden hates Carr.
1: And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, how much he loves Rogers.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll just kind of set the table. Yeah. <laughs> the, right. the, the whole season, they just tell, tell the media tells us how much <laughs> Gruden hates Carr. Yeah, it's
1: bizarre. All right. Well, that's all we have for NFL trend zone. We'll be back in one week uh, with a new platter of topics and peace. You are watching a master at work.